Welcome in to the Marvel Stuff Podcast. It's Thor week. We're jumping in. I'm Coach. With me as always... Josh Kennedy from Facebook. From Facebook. Remember, it's very important that he's from Facebook because it's the only place you can see him except for everywhere else that he's at. Is that, if anyone's interested ever, they want to know the origin of that nickname, I will bring it up. I should have brought it up on the 100th episode is what I, what I could have done because just no one really gets it, but that's okay. Yeah, well, it's it's because that's the most important place to be, obviously. That's all that matters. Mine, I'm not even a coach, but you can still call me coach. Maybe Remains someday you'll learn those. Uh, they have nothing to do with Thor, so they're not going to be part of this Marvelous Depths episode, uh, which we're excited to do. We love doing Marvelous Depths. They're fun. They're different. They're oh, unique yeah. ways uh, unique ways of reviewing movies. Sometimes it's deep personal stuff. Other time it's just our thoughts. This one's going to be sort of a, a weird blend of our love for the mythology of, of the Norse and then, yeah. and then kind of any, anything we, we love in between. You ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right. Well, Thor, first of all, first thoughts. Do we like the movie or do we like the character more? Like, I guess that would be my question. Do you like the MCU's depiction of Thor or his mythology depiction uh, more? He's a lot gruffer in, and uh, I guess more of a drunk, more of an oaf within the actual mythology of it all. So Thor's a bit different in the MCU. I don't know which one's really better, but I... I don't really know if Chris Hemsworth is playing Thor. I think he's playing the comic book version of Thor as opposed to the true mythology figure. I would say, well, yeah, in the first Thor, in this Thor, right. you know, Thor 1, he's playing the MCU's version of Thor. In yes, Thor 3, in what appears to be Love and Thunder, he's just playing whoever he wants. You know yeah. what I mean? He's, he just, he's not even playing Thor anymore, dude. He's that's like, not, whatever, man, I'm Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> It's just he's funny. He's cool. Uh, which I like. I think so. That the end. My answer would be that's my favorite depiction. The, the weird kind of whatever version he is now. That's my favorite version of Thor. Um, but this version of Thor in this movie is maybe my least favorite. I think he's far he more interesting. Takes it too seriously, which I don't think is the actor's fault at all. I just think that's what he was handed. And there wasn't a lot to go off of, so he takes it real serious. But now modern Thor, he's just kind of having a good time. Well, that's kind of the theme. Uh, one of the things you kind of notice when you watch this first Thor movie in Dark World, to a similar extent, is that it's it's very thespian. It's very, like, very Shakespeare movie. in the park. <laughs> yeah, it's like, the whole thing is, the way it's shot, the way they do the sets, it's all very big, it's all very thespian, it's very movie. Um, yes. So it's it's interesting. It's not my favorite version. I mean, I like I like Thor as one of my favorite of the first phase, but yeah, it's okay. It's still the, the depiction itself. The Norse mythology is, is to me is far more interesting. Like you said, the the kind of gruff. Do you remember the first version. time you saw this movie? The first time, yeah, kind of. I, I didn't see have... it in theaters. I watched it. At, I watched it at home. Okay, I watched it in theaters, oh. and I have a very specific memory with your brother Jordan. We rolled over the theater. It's not even that interesting of a story, but it sticks in my brain because it goes with Thor. I tried to hand him the large popcorn and he straight up just, he said he had it and didn't put his hand on it at all. And there's popcorn everywhere. It's so classic. Classic, classic Jordan DeLong. Classic Jordan DeLong move there. Uh, I'm sure it enhanced the thing. I don't think I watched any of phase one in the theater. If I'm thinking about it, I don't think I did. I don't think I watched a single one of them. I did not watch the Iron Man one. I watched Cap Thor... Iron Man 2, 
and Avengers in theaters, but I did not watch the original. I don't think I watched Incredible Hulk either, which is funny because I watched the crappy Eric Bana movie. That was the first uh, first movie I ever watched twice in theaters while it was in its run. That's funny. I might have watched Iron Man 2 in theaters, actually, but... Uh, yeah, that's just that's fascinating to me to think about. But this movie uh, is classic of its time. It's definitely the origins. It's it's back when they weren't quite sure what was going on. And it did that awesome movie cliche where the, it starts, you know, sort of somewhere in the future. And then they kind of catch up to it later. What a classic trope. Do we miss that trope? Nope. Sucks. Not even a little bit. I don't. Not one time have I ever been like, "Ooh, I wonder how they got there." I wish never, they would have teased this scene in the middle at the beginning. Uh, yeah, I've never ever thought that, and I'm glad that it's sort of faded away. I'm sure it'll come back in some movies that are, you know, parroting it, but it's just not interesting to me. I don't like it. It's never. Well, at this never point good. in the MCU, a lot of movies are. It's almost a trope at this point to be like. So what happened to this character's world when the snap happened? So, yeah. I mean, we might run into that trope over the next few projects, but I guess we'll uh, we'll see how that develops. Trope, tropes develop and go. But yeah, so this one starts off with Jane and them and they hit him and then it, you know, oh, this, there's someone from space and then it jumps back to Asgard. Yeah, I rewatched the first half hour of this for this episode. I've already seen it so many times that it was unnecessary, but... It made me miss Eric Selvig, you know? He was, like, relatively important in both Thor, the Avengers, and I think Thor 2. And then he's, he just got a shout-out in... Uh, he got a shout-out in Ms. Marvel, though, so that was kind of neat. Yeah, I like I like him. I like the, the setup, and like I said, and then we jump back uh, to Asgard with Thor and all the friends, and they're all doing stuff. The depiction, back in time, too, that's worth noting as well. It's, you know, kind of... It yeah. shows the original fights, I believe, with uh, Odin, and then it kind of cuts back to the true modern day Asgard, which I like. Um, I like this depiction of, of Asgard. It's cool. It's interesting. It's very um, utopian. It feels over the top to me. Maybe I'm just a stickler, but just there's so much gold. It's so gaudy. I get it but I, I almost wish they would have gone like a more classic viking uh ship or a longhouse and then had it accessorized with gold and stuff would have been cool but this just felt like uh i don't know just 24 karat castle that's how it felt for me yeah i think about assassin's creed valhalla you guys this, yep. a lot of this episode is going to be us just talking about other depictions of stuff that's true i like that asgard better i like that version yeah me too better it's yeah, it uh, feels more set in like it's reality, but like enhanced by being the home to the gods. But this sort of like over the top gold is pretty similar to how how the old school comics were drawn. They were That's very. True. Yeah, no, like, I can't knock them writings. for doing it because they did draw from the source material. But I'm just saying they I think it would have been better to go a more uh, Viking esque. There are parts of it I like. Uh, as you see in these opening scenes, the big giant tables with a giant feast. All that stuff looks kind of fun, very interesting. Um, you get to see them all just sort of partying around. I like the big rainbow bridge, which we'll get to later. And some of the stuff yeah. looks cool, but I think looking at it from a distance, you're right. It, it looks a little over the top and weirdish. It's every scene, too. Like the only room that isn't coated in gold is like the trophy room. The rest, like even when they're in the dining hall, it's just a bunch of gold in the background still. I'm like, man, 
you guys must have went hard with the with the gold paint in this uh, set design or cgi yep. obviously uh this uh, early on we, we kind of meet all the characters while we're in as we, i think we meet all the characters in asgard first don't we meet uh, lady sif and the warriors three mm. along with loki we yeah we do a well. couple tiff we do a couple different time jumps right at the beginning it shows odin's original fight with mm-hmm. jotunheim then it cuts to uh thor and loki being like probably around 10 and then we get to modern so it's a it's a I don't think it's quite jarring, but it is a lot right at the beginning. There's a lot going on. And and like I said, as being the buff that I am for this stuff, I love Norse mythology. I've like, oh, it's great. I've kind of looked at the, the Hemskringla. I've, I've tried, I can't really read it because it's, and first of all, I can't say the word of the book, but <laughs> well, yeah. it's a lot. It's very like disjointed stories. Not everything is makes sense because it's, you know, they were passed along as just folk tales. Right. And, and then collected. Uh, if you guys want to hear a more modern one, because that you know it's difficult to read. Neil Gaiman did both a novel and an audio book about. It's just called Norse mythology, and it's it's a lot like that. It's a lot of disjointed uh, stories. There's not necessarily a through plot line. It's just telling legends of the the gods of Asgard and things along those lines. And the, the is it the Nine Realms? Yes. Yep. Uh, so when I watched this opening scene, even back when I watched it the first time, the one thing I don't like is the MCU's um, Odin, which you know, Anthony Hopkins is great. I'm glad they picked him. To me, I don't like the whole I'm the big nice god Odin. It's kind of boring to me. I like the the sort of mischievous doing anything to survive Odin. Who's they sort retroactively of the bad guy. give him those characteristics in like Thor three. Yeah. Where you realize that he was just, he was like actually a total like dope dude. He, he was a badass yeah. back in the day. Yeah, but in this movie, it's fine. I don't, I don't love him, but it's His probably armor good for. Feels over the top. I, I, more gold. <laughs> it's fine. I, I'm over it. I'm just, I just watched it and I was like, God dang, there's so much of that here. But yeah, it's Anthony Hopkins is a great casting though. I mean, yeah. And he does, here. he does what he does well, which is like the whole. You know, you got to have that trope of the of the of the father who's just so high and mighty, and you know he's got to teach his son a lesson and all that stuff. Right. To me, that's just less interesting than the Norse mythology version of Odin. That's fine. True. That's True. fine. Doesn't have to be. I'm just gonna, we're gonna keep comparing it throughout the stuff. Speaking of next, uh, I think we go straight into Jotunheim, right? Loki kind of talks. Yeah, uh, yeah, to pretty it. much immediately, and then Thor. Mm. He's he's his original cocky self before he's really brought down to his knees and transforms into a different character Noah and i just talked on the uh the gore the god butcher we did uh review of that comic book story yep, arc check it out and it yeah guys go check that out that was day one of thor week but there's three different versions of thor in that one and the young version of thor is very similar to the way thor is portrayed in this movie so it was kind of cool that like even though the book wasn't based on the movie it was nice to have those little ties there like clearly he's young he's cocky He's the prince of Asgard. He's not the king yet. He's yep. got a lot of growing to do. He's got a lot of growing to do, even though he's been around for thousands of years. And he does right. all of that growing in like two and a half weeks on Earth, which, you know, I'm not sure that's quite the ratio, but I love it. You know, yeah, you can't even like stream a whole show in that time, really. <laughs> well, you know, Natalie Portman will do that. She'll she'll change your life for sure. But I, I like I like you now. I like the depiction there. I think that's cool. I'm a big frost guy. Um, so you want to get a little in depth? I love snow worlds. Every time I play any video game, I watch stuff. Snow worlds, ice stuff. It's just oh. kind of my thing. I just like it. That's so funny. That's 
totally not my jam. I I like playing it in video games and it's cool, but if I got the choice, I prefer like uh, like I'm I'm a I'm a Greek mythology buff more than a Norse mythology. I also love Norse mythology, but like the Greek mythology, like the pantheon and the different gold structures Ooh. in the Mediterranean environment and stuff. That's Ooh, my Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Ooh. I know. Norse okay. is cool though. I like uh, the snow. Yeah, I just like snow stuff. I like um, winter is my favorite uh, season. So a little trivia there. I want, I want someone to watch all these marvelous depths and then just someday be able to answer all this random trivia about me. Side so, yeah. note that you probably don't know yet. We could actually put polls up now on our uh, Spotify list. So maybe we we'll do that here uh, soon. Get some audience interaction. See what's good. Who knows what, what's your favorite. But yeah, so I like all that stuff The you know, he gets Thor gets goaded into it too easily. Whatever. It is. So easily. I mean, he was like trigger happy mm. with starting a war. <laughs> just put people down. He's got a big hammer. He does what he wants. Um, big monster shows up. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Takes it down. No problem. War Along starts. Like a quarter of the Jotunheim army. Yeah, it was a lot. It's always funny to me. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about all this Thor stuff is like, why do you guys even have an army? Like, all it's gonna, what's gonna end up happening is it's just gonna be Thor versus your best. Like, that's it. Like, Thor could wipe out 10,000 soldiers and all your army is useless because they all get wiped by Hela and pretty much anybody who's worth a damn. Oh, yeah. So what's the point of having these big armies that do nothing? I don't get it. Whatever. But Odin comes in, uh, separates him. On his horse from Norse mythology. That's a fun cameo that like, people like to point out. The uh, eight-legged horse. I forget its name, but it's relevant in, uh, in mythology. And it's the only mention of it. It's oh, a cool yeah. little imagery. It is it a cool is little cool imagery. imagery. Yeah. Uh, you're right. It never comes, never comes back for anything. But he comes in, you know, yeah, whatever. Makes peace, blah, blah, blah. He they doesn't, though. He doesn't make peace. He just, like, he tries to make peace with Laufey. And then Laufey's like, nah, dude, he started the war. And then he, yeah, right, right. When, uh, yeah, right when Laufey was about to take out Odin, he teleports himself and the rest of the, uh, the you know, Lady Sif and Thor and all those people back to Asgard. Yeah, back to Asgard. He's in stuff. He's getting in trouble. Thor gets, you know, talked down to. Right, I think immediately gets stripped of his powers, right? Like right Almost then. immediately, yeah. Uh, side note, Heimdall, not my favorite version of him. I prefer the Heimdall that comes later in the Thor movies because obviously Idris Elba is yeah. a fantastic actor, so I like seeing him. Uh, that's, when you talk about too much gold, he's too much. That's he's all gold. gold. He's <laughs> that's all gold. Whole outfit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where you're always, man, Idris Elba's cool. Kind of sucks that he's Heimdall, even though yeah. it's kind of ends up being cool later. But He made Heimdall just, cool in Thor 3 or was it two it's still too little it's three it, yeah. but it's still just too little it's just not enough heimdall he seems like he could do more cool stuff the idea of someone who's all seeing is pretty dope i agree uh, so That's i like right. i like that fiction but yeah he gets stripped of his powers he gets cast aside um you know we speak the enchantment into the hammer if he shall be worthy which, you know, never seems to be the case. But except for now, now in Love and Thunder will be the first time that they'll get the power of Thor. Because even though, like, you know, it's not like when Captain America wielded the hammer, he now had the power of Thor. It didn't seem that way. I mean, it like he just had the hammer. Maybe he had some lightning. Yeah, I mean, he's able to throw the hammer and retrieve the hammer, if you want to call that the power of Thor. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it seems like the power of Thor is like throwing mountains or something. I love that Thor still, like, he doesn't need the hammer anymore. That's something they retroactively, like, took away. He's like, no, he's just the lightning god. Like, Steve gets oh, yeah. the hammer, but he's then he gets the, uh, well, man, what's the name of his big hammer? Stormbreaker. 
Stonebreaker the Axe. Yeah, it is interesting that he... I guess he needed to re-retrieve his powers, but then once he did that, he still gets his powers to hammer or not. I don't know. Yeah, who cares? It's fine. It's fine, whatever. He gets sent down to Earth. He gets... Now we're back to where we started. Hit by car. No way. Um... What, what do we think about the trope of, you know, fish out of water, he's stumbling around, doesn't understand customs? I, I mean, it's the origin of the line another, and that is still, like, <laughs> relevant in society, that people still make that joke to where it is no longer a funny joke to make, yet it is still done. I didn't think it was funny the first time I heard it. I'll be honest with you. I, I remember it watching the it. First time. I for sure thought it was funny the it first just, time. I didn't you think... just smashed the coffee cup. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> I like the only the only joke I remember liking was the uh, trying to find an animal that he could ride uh, <laughs> at a pet store. It's the only joke yeah, I remember liking. Steed. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, it's not my favorite thing. The fish out of the water thing, the romance starting to develop is just a big fat. You know, it's there. But that seemed to be uh, all. I like how he uh, the way they took like things from the comic book is the Donald Blake, which is you know essentially Natalie Portman's character's ex boyfriend, but actually that's the weird secret identity they yes. tried to give Thor in the comic book. So I thought that was a fun little nod. Now, good call, not going with the secret identity thing. I don't think yeah, it would have so worked. Stupid. It would have been weird. Yeah. So it is. You know this. It's fine. Some of this stuff. Darcy's okay. I think she's funny. Darcy's fantastic. I'm glad that she came back for WandaVision, and I hope to see her more in the MCU. I think I thought Natalie Portman was fine as Jane. I think it's okay. I like, really hope that she turns my opinion of her around in this new movie because she straight up has like never really been that interesting to me through every iteration that she's been in the MCU so far. Not that she's a bad actor. I just don't care about that character. Like, well, Thor two is an absolute hot mess of garbage. Thor 1, I thought all of Phase 1, all the romances in Phase 1 just feel like... Flat. Flat. They, yeah, they just feel like there's... Maybe Pepper. Pepper's not quite as flat. Uh, I like Pepper Potts throughout the series. I mean, obviously that advances a little bit and eventually be- becomes Iron Man's wife and they have a kid together and all that good stuff. So You're Pepper right. The Pepper stuff works, but that's just because RDJ is just so... He's just so good. He's so like... Gosh, I feel like that guy would have chemistry with a log. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, had the tease at the, you know, Black Widow, him flirting with her type of thing. But obviously that never became anything. But shout out to Iron Man 2 for not being that great of a movie, but introducing Black Widow because she's dope. <laughs> Dude, the her introduction there, her big giant hair and everything, that's wild. You forget about it until you watch it. Yeah, but we get, you know, a little bit of conflict. Uh, we Loki is exposed that he had a hand in... Uh, being the reason the frost giants were able to get into uh asgard yeah that's that stuff's somewhat interesting the whole like flashing back and seeing what's happening on asgard and the little fat stuff and finding out he's a he's a frost giant all that is okay one thing uh we get the first hawkeye cameo and back when that first happened in theaters people were pretty jazzed about it i mean not really hawkeye's a big character like People were still pumped about it. I remember being in the theater and like the handful of nerds were like losing their mind that Hawkeye made his appearance, but he didn't do anything that cool. But it, you know, it's whatever it, it's his first appearance and he becomes a great character. So I feel like I just, I, I barely knew who it was. I was like, wait, that can't be. Yeah. I had to look it up back then. Cause I was like, I know there's like, a, I remember the guy in the purple from like old 
coloring books and things like that that i was like i know this guy but he doesn't look like his character at all so you kind of threw me off oh i was like oh green arrow wait he's in, isn't he like sdc what's going on i didn't know what's going on um and he doesn't do anything so who cares it's fine i didn't care about any of that i don't care the shield stuff the shield world building i think it's an interesting ish through line for the phase one it's, yeah, it's very I mean, soft it's a very soft through line compared to like what Imagine, happens sometimes i miss shield because it, it was like an important role in the first two phases and then just after winter sold captain america winter soldier just kind of went away from the most i do part. miss it i do miss it because it it just felt it felt comforting it felt like a nice easy way to like always connect everything yeah but now there's like felt. 10 different departments there's like what is the one in ms marvel right now the department oh, God, of don't damage care. control and yeah it's that's like, what i'm saying there's so many weird branches here yeah, whatever the one that is in WandaVision. Yeah, you're right. I don't care about any of it. None of it's interesting. It's like, what is it, sword in WandaVision? I don't care. It's not, it was much easier when it was just all shield. Um, yep. So you're right that I do miss that. The Loki stuff's interesting. I like the reveal that he's a frost giant, um, which is part of the mythology in both the comic book yes. and in the original. True. Him and Thor aren't brothers in the actual mythology. I think they're uncle and nephew or something like that. And Loki's a lot more wild. He's like the father of Fenrir the wolf, and he's truly the trickster god. He's actually the reason Thor's hammer has such a short handle. Yeah, that's, that's just a funny, funny little story. If you guys are interested, go listen to that or read up on it. Yeah, Loki's... I like this version of Loki just as much. I think Tom Hiddleston does a good job. I think it's interesting. I think it does a good enough job of being like, Oh, is he really that bad? And you're like, yeah, of course he is. It's never gonna. At the I'm very never beginning, surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you weren't a mytho- like if people weren't a mythology buff and they just went to see this movie, at first it could kind of seem like Loki was trying to be a caring brother. There was a couple times where he like in- was trying to convince Thor not to go to the fight when clearly that's exactly what he wanted to happen, and he knows Thor does the opposite of what he says. Yeah, but still. Yeah, you're right. No, it's I like him. I think he's interesting. I think it's fun. I think. His his whole turn. I don't really remember how Odin just kind of like just runs out of juice or something. You know what I mean? He sort of just like gets yelled at and falls over. Depressed that he had to ship his son off to military school. I don't. I don't know. Odin was seeming pretty weak through this movie, which is not what you want to see from the All Father. Yeah, I didn't love whatever was going on there. I didn't feel like Loki had to like trick Odin in or anything. He just kind of like gets to take over the throne because Odin needs a nap out of nowhere. But once he does take over, it's a little more interesting. Thor kind of mm-hmm. like finds his hammer and then gets denied. They have that weird little meeting in the room where Loki's the bicep like, porn, where he's trying to pull up the the hammer, very much like you know King Arthur trying to pull the pull the sword out of the rock. That stuff's cool. The, the conversation Loki and Thor have in that room where Loki's like, well, I can't, like, I can't just reinstate you. So, you know, as my first thing. I thought that was interesting, and it was, you know, he could, but obviously he didn't want to because his whole goal was to get to, Thor to not be the king because yeah. he's always been jealous of him. That that relationship made more sense for him being the trickster god than even maybe the mythology of it all. Because in the mythology, like, Norse mythology, he's a trickster because he's a trickster god, but at least the MCU kind of gives him some 
reason to feel that way. Like he's jealous of his older brother. He got, and then he finds out that he's a frost giant and he was adopted. And that's why Thor was the favorite, or at least that's how he feels. Right. That type of thing. Yeah. Whereas in mythology, he just, yeah, you're right. He just does things to do things. Right. He didn't, he's not really even that much of a bad guy. And a lot of stories he's, you know, the good guy helps Thor trick the giant. Balder would uh, disagree with you there, but yep. That's that's one of the only times you went real hard. In, uh, no, it's interesting to me. That's one of the most interesting Norse stories, and it just absolutely is not in. No, I don't even think Baldur's ever even MCU, mentioned no. so far. No, I'd be pretty pumped if we got a Baldur in this new Thor movie. I don't think it's going to happen because that just convolutes the plot even more. But we are going to. Uh, it's actually called Omnipotent City in the comic books. I think is going to be a big set piece in the Thor movie. Mm-hmm where all the gods are uh, meeting from the different uh, branches and beliefs and all that good stuff. That's going to be, I'm, oh, that's going to be good. I'm excited for this movie. Uh, but yeah, the movie goes on. I like the weird uh, metal thing that Loki sends after Thor. The big. Yeah. I just heard the name of it a second ago. And uh, is it just the guardian? It yeah. Might be the guardian, I believe. It's I big, could be wrong. Don't it's cool. Me. It moves slow. It kind of, it looks very real, which is, you know, Classic Hard to do. phase one. Very phase one look to it. It looked very grimy, looked very tangible. It did the Terminator like turnaround thing when it got stabbed. Mm-hmm. The Warrior 3 do like something, you know. Man, Lady Sif and the Warriors 3, they really got like the short end of the stick in the MCU, my guy. They just yeah, were kind of irrelevant the- and then they were dead. And then Lady Sif got like a rebuttal in Loki and that was... That's it so far. I mean, in, in the mythology, though, I mean, Sif does a couple interesting things. That's true. The Warriors are... Fan none of the cool stories them. have the Warriors 3. Like, the cool stories with the... They're World so Serpent. unimportant that they recast Fandral or Fandral between the two movies and no one even noticed. <laughs> no, you know, here's the thing. I think I read somewhere that he didn't. he actually was cast for Thor 1. Couldn't do it because he had something else to do. Yeah. So then came back and then came and did it too, and he was like, "Oh, that was a bad decision." <laughs> yeah, and then is it Zachary Levi or is it the uh, the first guy yeah. that plays him in Thor three? I don't remember who actually reprises the role in Thor three. Uh, it's 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 in him. Yes, he, he's there for okay. two and three. That makes um, sense. Not that you would know because they're they're all in it for a line maybe. Exactly. Yeah, that fight's okay. I like you know, like I said again, there's the weird Thor learns how how, you know how does he learn a lesson that's the one thing about this movie that i don't get nothing like happens that makes him learn a lesson he just like decides what makes him honorable yeah i mean he's like how is he worthy now what what character growth did he go through truly there's there's nothing that made him grow his character right he couldn't open the hammer he was like well i guess i'm not worthy this sucks and that was it and then he he likes Jane. Well, then I he guess. fell in love, <laughs> and he wants to protect Earth, which I guess <laughs> makes you worthy. I don't know. I, you know, it's phase one. They didn't need to worry about the broader, uh, you know, scope of it all. Yeah, you know, fake sacrifice. All that's a very classic phase one. Very classic superhero tropes of the time. Uh, but he's dope when he's Thor. Uh, we didn't see him a lot as Thor in this movie. I feel like if that movie came out nowadays, there'd be a lot more ripping it apart. It's like, how is there so little Thor in the Thor movie? And I'd be like, shut up. Um, yeah, but, but back, yeah. back when this movie came out, like 
Thor, he was an Avenger, but the Avengers comic book, like the whole MCU is predicated on B and C list characters that Sony passed on the rights for essentially like Iron Man was not a name known by like every family in America. Captain America was obviously, but outside of him, like the other guys weren't as popular. And because of the MCU, now they're some of the most popular characters in existence. So successful in that route. I'm just saying, if uh, if all it takes to be worthy is to like be willing to sacrifice yourself for a family, there'd be a lot of Thors running around. You know what I mean? True. I feel like there's... maybe Jane will have a true like she has a. I'm so curious why she's worthy. That's I'm really. I know, that. like she's worthy because she bailed on him and left him because mm-hmm. it made me sad for Thor for three movies. Was there ever really an explanation for her not being around anymore? And then just now she's around. back. Just distance. Natalie Portman. I guess just distance. You know. I think it was just he the lives. actress that had other things to do. <laughs> um, back on, back on, you know, Asgard though, I like the final scene on the bridge. Yeah. I, the, the, the little fight thing there. Yeah. It's cool. I, I think like there's, it some, too. there's some interesting stuff happening. I like the putting the, the hammer down. Oh, one relationship we didn't even touch on. It's not serious. I mean, it's important for future stuff is the relationship between Loki and uh, Freya, the mother. That's that's super important, and it gets developed more throughout the series. But anyway, back to you know the what's Rainbow better? Fight. Freya and Balder in God of War. You don't yeah, know I'm yet, working on God of yet. War now, so uh, no spoilers. I'll give you a spoiler. I'm just saying it's better. It's more interesting to me that yeah, it's Freya. Freya in the MCU is is kind of meh, but it is what it is. I like the the fight scene at the end. The bridge looks cool. It's not really how it's described in mythology, but it looks cool. It's a big Why bridge. Not? It's fun. He uh, brings the hammer down, smashes it, sacrifices their connection to the Bifrost. Which gets just immediately retroactively taken away. Yes. Yeah, then they just like, oh, we just use other ways. What's the point of the Bifrost then? <laughs> yeah, I love how the beginning of this movie is like it's unheard of for another way to get out of Asgard except the Bifrost. And that's like Loki's big thing is he knows a sneaky way to get out. And then by the end of the movie, they're like, oh, we don't have the Bifrost. I guess we'll just use the other routes that we know about now. Yeah, we'll just use all the other stuff. And then the Bifrost will just be back. Yeah, cool, I guess. When did what a weird retcon. When, when did the... Never. They didn't explain it ever? Not really, no. Like what, how the Bifrost came back? Not really. That's so funny. I think I never like a, noticed it really. I think it's because I haven't watched Thor two in a good five years, so it's hard to like really remember how they explain things. I just know know that Bifrost is returned in Thor Ragnarok. So yeah, in Thor two, they just say stuff like, oh, I had to use the last of my magic to send you here, and then I used the magic of the ether to get back." And you guys are all idiots. Mm, and then the Bifrost uh, is just back. So and the Bifrost is back, dude. It's sweet. Uh, but it's a cool Heimdall. moment. It's a cool moment in Thor one that retroactively is less cool. But yes, the movie's okay. Um, I think upon rewatching it, I feel okay. Where we ranked it in our tier list. Where did we rank it? C tier, D tier. Yeah, right in the middle. Yeah, right in the old C tier there. That's okay there. That sounds. There's right. some really bad movies in the MCU that don't get credit for enough how bad they are. So yeah, this was fine. Uh, things that I think could have been more interesting. I just, I'm going to list off things in Norse mythology that would be far more interesting Thor stories that have never Is been explored. Is Baldur one of them? Because it should be. Baldur's definitely one of them. Um, we kind of hit Even on that one. The the hemlock 
whole story where like that's what kills him that would have been a cool thing for loki to do to really get people to side against him right yeah like really give that i think that's so much more interesting than just like uh, sending thor to earth odin um, on the world tree that would have been good the world serpent would be dope oh <laughs> uh, yeah i just saw I him just and God to see, <laughs> i would love to see thor versus the world serpent like give us that that's cool um the giant, the, the the dread wolf kind of does show up, sort of in three, yeah, kind of lame. Definitely, it, it's lame. never called Loki's kid, so that kind of ruins a little bit because that's what makes Fenrir relevant instead of just being a giant wolf. It also has ties to Loki, but it, they just kind of skip over that because they're like, yeah, him turning into an animal to bang an animal is kind of bestiality. You should probably leave that uh, in mythology. But I just think. <laughs> I think about the story, right? The story of Fenrir is like Odin was scared of Fenrir, so he tied him up, and that's kind of what made yeah. the wolf hate him. And that's eventually Loki tricks homeboy, whose name is escaping me at the moment, to get to his, put arm his arm bit off. Yep. Like to me, you could have had Thor do that. You know, Thor could have been the one who like locked up Fenrir, yep. did all that stuff. That's like actual, like oh, I made a mistake by not, you know, by being afraid. I can't be afraid of things. I need to trust stuff. That's a mistake I think they've made just overall in the MCU is they have they took the mythology character and a couple of ones that related to him, but they didn't hit on the broader Asgardian Norse mythology. Like there's so many gods that aren't even mentioned. It's kind of a bummer. And I know that they they're based off the MCU version, but also the Norse mythology myths at this point are completely public. Right. You know, they're, so anyone could use them and, and interpret them in any way yeah, they want. That's why we're getting a horror Winnie the Pooh movie <laughs> that's yeah. coming out next year. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And uh, it's a bunch of serial killers wearing Winnie the Pooh masks. So, I have uh, no interest in that. Yeah, me either. Uh, but that's what happens when you lose the rights to things that, and it goes uh, to the public. Super scares me. Not about that life. Public domain. What you going to do? Yeah, all in all, Thor, the first one. I think when I think about like what it means to me, I just, for some reason I like it more than I should. I, because I think it's sort of, it just feels comforting to watch because it's just sort of nothing sort of happens. It's an older movie. It's almost got a nostalgia feel to it, which is so weird because the, in the grand scheme of things, these are still modern movies, but to people like us, it's, you know, kind of our, younger years it's something to look back on I'm like oh yeah i remember when i went and saw this i think for me i also just sometimes you just need a movie that you can watch on your watch while you're on your phone just throw something on play with my phone phase one for all of mcu perfect for that except iron man for some reason i'm like locked in iron man i love that movie that is a good movie uh, uh retroactive joke uh jeff bridges is the villain of iron man one but then Thor gets called the Big Lebowski in Endgame, so that's my TED Talk. That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, uh, random trivia about uh, Thor. Uh, I have nothing. It's fine. I'm sure there's plenty of interesting tidbits. Mostly that everyone who worked on it just hated Thor, Well, too. we need Ray on the podcast because they would explain to us that uh, Thor's new look, based on the trailer, is there's a strand of Loki's hair that's braided into thor's hair and he's wearing mm, yes, darker gauntlets I, I don't know he does man. have a weird wig and weird bleached eyebrows and uh in thor one which is it a you weird? forget i it's thought weird. it was 
the other way around no, where the actors tell. tried to grow their hair out for the first one and realized they didn't want to do mm-hmm. that anymore. No, I think s- that's what Hiddleston did. did it, is it? Because I know I he, think so. I don't. Know I know too. In Thor two, you can definitely tell it's regular hair. Yeah, that's and true. In Thor one, it's it's definitely a wig. No, Loki. Uh, I believe. Yeah, Tom Hiddleston currently wears a wig to play Loki. So he used to have he, his hair. He, I think the first one, you because his hair is not that long in the first one. It's you know it's long ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's definitely not shoulder length. God, it looks good now though, doesn't it? it looks um, so good. Yeah, the bleached eyebrows is a little in depth to me. I've never. I don't. I look at tattoos. I have one tattoo. It's the only body modification I've ever made. Never bleached any hair. Never dyed any hair. Don't have any earrings. Do you have any earrings? No, I considered getting gauges back my freshman year of college, and I did not do that. So that's oh, good. that's a good call. <laughs> that was a good call. Um, you look that's wrong with gauges, but I think it, I, don't, I think it would have looked weird on me. So I'm glad I didn't do it. No, yeah, I think yeah, you get the the beard, the the sort of beard look you got going on with the arm sleeve tattoos. I think is it's solid. It, it's enough. Yeah, don't need the gauges to yeah. just wrap it up in a knot. I'm I'll tell you what, painting though. my fingernails black. That's what. That's really going to put it over. If this episode just explodes into a hundred thousand million, let's so. say a billion views. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. let's say two billion views just to okay. be safe. So I good. will bleach my entire facial hair and everything blonde. But coach, that's too high of a bar. If this thing gets no. three thousand hits, I'll dye my beard. I don't care. <laughs> Share it with your friends. We can get to 3,000. If you That's get us to 3,000, I'll bleach my beard for fun. Why not? Oh, my God. I'm I'll have to shave that. it after, but, you know. We should have said that at the beginning of the episode when people were still listening. That's uh, true. We're right at the end here. It looks like you missed your opportunity. Yeah. Well, I'm still at the 2 billion. I feel pretty firm okay. on that before I bleach anything blonde, but I don't. It's a pretty large portion of society, but <laughs> respect <laughs> to you for trying to shoot for the stars. Hey, the we are the Marvel blind. Stuff podcast. Well, Thank you guys so much for listening. Thor Week is a ton of fun. We said go back. You can wait until after the movie comes back. Then come back and watch this stuff. The comic book review is interesting. Um, I don't know if it's spoiler. It's going to spoil anything or not. But I don't think, don't it's spoil think too much. so. Yeah, just, you know, quick little pitch on it. It, it, it shows the, like, Thor discovering gore more than exploring the origins of gore. So I don't. There's probably going to be some things that could be considered spoiler-esque, but I put a caveat in the middle of the episode somewhere so you guys weren't mad at us. Yeah, um, I'm excited for it, and we'll jump on tomorrow to talk about our, our sort of final thoughts on what may or may not happen. What we Anime's kind of think. Marvel review for... Of is it the finale or is it seven? I think it's seven. It's, yeah, it's the penultimate episode, I okay. believe. That'll be a good episode, so we'll have a decently decent, decent episode tomorrow. Okay, look forward to that. Thursday, we're going to a late showing. Coach and I are going to a 9 p.m. Eastern Standard, so more than likely you're going to get the spoiler-free review closer to like 11.30, which is pushing if it's really on Thursday, but that's okay. You but it is, though, it so bite me. Uh, and then obviously we'll we'll break it down, a full in-depth spoiler review on Friday. We'll wrap up Thor Week. We'll party down. We'll have all the love and thunder we've ever needed. And uh, we appreciate you guys joining us for this week, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Rewatch Thor. Skip Thor 2 and then rewatch Ragnarok. Ragnarok. That's the move. All right, man. See ya. Don't do that too much.